Howdy. This is Vosh. You may know me from the YouTube channel, Vosh, where I livestream. Most of it's garbage, but sometimes the good bits get uploaded here. This is Previously Live. Hello, do you hear me, Vosh? Oh my god, we made it happen. God almighty, I didn't think it was possible. Well, howdy. Hello? Yeah, how are you? I'm doing good, how about you? Uh, thank you very much for trying this out and giving me, giving me this chance, even though I'm uh, more brain that dead than I, I thought I was. You're totally fine, and you have nothing to apologize for. However, it's been so long since we first talked that you're going to have to remind me what we're talking about. Um, what's up? What's on your mind? How you doing? Yeah, not bad. What about yourself, though? I'm doing okay. Looking up optimal pillows to um, uh, to sleep with. You know, I think it's time. It's time I upgraded for my $15 Target pillow. You know, I'm using a $3 oh, wired yeah. Logitech Look. mouse right now. It's the only mouse I trust. <laughs> I mean, if it works for you. Yeah, it's... um, it's. I don't know what else you'd really need from a mouse. Oh, wait, now I got the cord Maybe tangled. DPI, Hold on. I oh, guess. God. Okay. There we go. See, it had a wire, so it got caught on another wire. All right, we're good. Hello. So I have just one question. I posted a link to your uh, stream on my social. So is that what people can click on when they want to listen to our debate? Yeah. Um, Vosh.gg slash live or the um, relevant YouTube live stream link. Okay, I, I, I only know about the live stream on YouTube, so that's what I shared. So how are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Um, so what we uh, were uh, going to talk about is actually my uh, critique on the Kurtzkazak YouTube channel. So I made this video um, on like uh, December 22nd, I guess, and I think you reacted to it on like, like before Christmas. Uh, so it's been a long time, almost two months by now. So you probably forgot much of what you said then, uh, but I didn't. I, I'm, I'm vengeful like that. Oh, good. Okay, you can you can fill in then for <laughs> for both of us. Now, I remember a lot of what I said. Um, the okay. a, a lot of the video came across as as kind of conspiratorial to me. Um, now, some of that was an aesthetic thing, right? Like the um, the the little like uh, uh, veneer around the video. The um, the, the little like uh, uh, portrait framing the music, that's fine. You know, that's YouTube video stylization. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I wanted to know more. A lot of the people in my community like your videos. I have only seen the one, so I, I can't make a fair evaluation of your content in general. But a lot of people in my community like your videos. They thought that, you know, I, I maybe hadn't give, given the video a proper rap. And I just, I was, I was interested in hearing it from you, you know? Um, some of the criticisms against Kurzgesagt. Right, so do, do you actually have specific questions or do you want me to uh, go over what you said last time uh, chronologically or uh, I, I guess you can choose? Well, I remember everyone liked Kurzgesagt pretty much, like pretty much everyone, until Kurzgesagt started making videos that were a little bit more political and specifically a bit more optimistic because at first, the videos were all like, you know, what is it like inside of a star? Um, big bomb, uh, whatever. Uh, but then some of the videos were a bit more, 
you know, how do we address this geopolitical conflict? And some of those videos were sponsored um, by very wealthy donors, and people turned against Kurzgesagt on the left. I saw a lot of people suddenly talking about how they're whitewashing neoliberal propaganda. I didn't think these videos were perfect, but I thought they were okay, and I thought their process of disclosure was good as well. It seemed like they were pretty upfront with the fact that they were getting money to produce those videos. And, um, you know, it, obviously, if they were getting money to do that, it would be because there was some kind of ideological alignment with them and the donor. Otherwise, the donor wouldn't pay. Like, Bill Gates wouldn't pay me to make a video on capitalism. It's... <laughs> It wouldn't be to his interest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It, it came across as maybe a bit selective with the anti kurskasak stuff, like maybe a bit more vindictive or, or, or conspiratorial. No, so just a minor correction. The If you're talking about the uh, strictly political videos they've made, like for example, on the immigration or uh, I don't know what else, it's like just strictly political like that. I'm not aware that these videos have been funded by any of the billionaires that I um, covered in my critique. But the ones that were um, funded by the, uh, the videos that were funded by these billionaires were videos like on vaccine side effects or neglected tropical diseases and stuff that does not necessarily come off as uh, political. But if you listen carefully to what Crix is actually saying, when it, kind of a message and takeaway, they want their viewers to um, uh, to have from their videos. It's it's um, really promoting an, an agenda, which is a dirty word. So let's just, say, let's just say interest, because we can talk specifically about something like financial interest. So the problem with your reaction to my video is that you skipped quite a lot and you went back and forth and then you just watched 11 seconds, then you lost interest and you moved on to something else. But if you listen to the important context, for example, with the NTD video, you would see that um, Kurtz's act is portraying a historical event that happened throughout the 2000s to uh, 2010s. And uh, they are trying to portray the pharmaceutical industry in a optimistic and positive light, which is not on itself a problem. The issue is that they are omitting a lot of historical context from the whole story. So in Kurtzkazak video on neglected tropical diseases, they're saying that um, governments couldn't solve these horrible diseases. So the big pharma stepped in to be the hero of humanity and save the days. And they are using, they're using this um, hero, uh, like superhero comic book uh, symbolism. There is like this, um, uh, figure, uh, you know, like a silhouette of a person with a cape. So that signifies like a hero, heroic person. And they, uh, you know, tell this story that just the pharma industry just stepped in on their own with like nothing, um, like no, like, uh, no, uh, outside push. And they just decided to donate out of their own volition. That's the takeaway. But if you look at closely what was going on, the neglected tropical diseases are neglected mostly because the pharma industry did not find the solutions to these diseases profitable, which is why they were refusing to uh, manufacture or donate their or, or, or um, fund uh, projects that would actually address these diseases for decades. And they were criticized by big um, institutions such as the um, uh, Doctors Without Borders or the World Health Organization itself. The initiative that the video is talking about is actually coming from the World Health Organization. It did not come from the pharma industry. They were kind of criticized and sort of forced into it. And the only way, 
or the only reason the pharma industry essentially, and by pharma industry, I actually mean like big pharma companies like, uh, uh, I think one is Novax or something like that, uh, Merck. And uh, so the, the reason they joined eventually is because uh, pretty much um, like the si a significant portion, like the majority of the funding for all of these donations and, and, uh, and, and programs in these different countries were, were coming from governments and charities, but mostly from governments like UK, Germany, the World Health Organization itself. So um, that was for me the first case study that I introduced in my, in my critique to show people that, um, well, it's not the whole story. It's not just this positive story that we have big pharma companies uh, donating medicine out of their own volition, out of their own will. And, you know, that's, that's not how it went down. And then I pointed out, you know, segments that you also skip in your, uh, um, you know, takedown of my critique that, uh, uh, I just lost my train of thought, but what I was going to say is, uh, yeah, that Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, both of them, Bill and Melinda Gates, they actually were boards in at least two company, companies that were participating in this, um, it's a London Declaration, it's called, it's called it's in this NTD project. And they had major investments. I'm not talking about charitable donations. I'm talking about like for-profit investments in these companies. So to me, it sounded a lot like an advertisement, which is what I call it. It's a positive PR. It's PR is for public relations. And uh, that's where I found an issue with, with, uh, with how Kirstazat portrayed that particular story. Yeah, and when, I guess I can do that, that and let you comment. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I've actually seen that video of Kurzgesagt, so I can't meaningfully comment on what exactly is said in it. I do disagree with a lot of the work that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation have done um, in their vaccination stuff, because even though they've done like a lot of good at the face of things, uh, they've also made a tremendous effort to maintain the private control over that, keeping it a philanthropic effort, which is, of course, you know, preventing a lot of long-term systemic change. Um, is this, this is in there, the side effects of vaccines, how high is the risk video? No. No, that's the side effect of vaccine is a different one. The NTD, it, you have to, uh, I think it's called like horrible diseases or something like that. The most gruesome parasites. That's how the video is called. Gruesome parasites. On Kurzgesagt. Yes, that's the one. It's from 2016. So it's one of their first videos that they start, started working on when they received the, uh, or when they were awarded the grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to the tune of uh, $570,000. They received, they, they were awarded the grant in, in uh, fall of 2015, over a period of 49 months. Gotcha. And it makes sense that they would want to launder the reputation on that. I don't remember that video coming up in the segments of your video that I watched, but you have accurately pointed out that I do tend to skip around on videos when, when chat links them. I, um, so... I haven't seen this video, so it's difficult for me to necessarily comment on its contents. Though I'm I'm trying to skim right now through the um, the uh, um, what do they call it? The, the transcript of the video, so I can listen to you while reading it. Um, though that might take me a hot second. I agree with that, as you've characterized it. I I agree. I mean, it's worthwhile to point these things out. Do you think that Kurzgesagt is like? uniquely irresponsible with disclosing their influences and their biases because i think by the standards of youtubers i feel like they're generally actually quite good at it um i mean most youtubers who make any kind of political content after all make money from it and they often do so uh quite, quite subterriously 
like right wing media spheres are full of like you know billionaire black money contracts that um make it kind of impossible to know if anything's being said in good faith do you think they in any way rise to a higher standard than what you'd see on average I don't I don't think they they rise to higher standard at all because um even like YouTube standards are inconsistent it's pretty much uh, uh, up to the creator um themselves to decide where or, or how they want to disclose sponsorship sometimes creators try to blend it in within the main content uh you know to make it so that people do not skip over an ad and uh, that can be you know uh, interesting and it could be creative but it can also also be considered to be disingenuous and I'm not giving any value judgment here I'm just you know pointing out different ways that that it can be viewed so I did a poll on my channel and I know that this is not representative of the whole population or anything like that but you know my channel it's it's mostly male so that's that's the main uh, limitation of my poll but around 70% of the people chose the option to have the uh, creators require be required to disclose sponsorship before the video starts or uh, during intro so that would be like like within like the first two minutes if your video is like 10 minutes but before the video starts would be like when we click on the video it says this video is sponsored by brilliant.org let's say and then go on to the video it's just like two second disclaimer it's not the um uh the the sponsor segment itself now with Kurtzka's act, what happens is that um, uh, pretty much all of their disclaimers are towards the very end of their video, sometimes even after the outro. So outro would be something like, hey, thank you very much for watching, et cetera, et cetera. And then silence, right? And maybe some ambient music or something like that. So for the last like maybe 15 seconds of that, you would get this um, pop up on the screen and it would say this video was made in, in partnership with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, sometimes it would say it was sponsored. Now, sometimes that would be also disclaimed in uh, the description, in, in the video description, but a lot of times it would not be disclosed in the description. And sometimes it would only be disclosed in the description, so not within the, the, the content of the video itself. Um, I found, uh, you know, several instances of this. Maybe I think there are two instances where they are just disclosing this in the description. I find this to be pretty disingenuous. I think um, the best and the ideal standard is to disclose the sponsorship upfront, all of them. And it's usually just one, but I think it should be upfront because that gives it um, uh, straight away um, and unambiguous way for people to understand what the what, who is actually behind the, the who is actually behind the video so financially speaking. I, I get I get that. Um... I, I consume a decent amount of YouTube content, and I've never really gotten the impression that Kurzgesagt is uniquely irresponsible with this stuff. Um, like, in, in the video that we were talking about, I'd, I'd like to read a bit of the transcript, since I finally finished skimming through it now. Um, it said, um, Here, humanity got an opportunity to show off what the industrialized production of medicine can achieve. The pharma industry stepped in to distribute the necessary drugs for free and promised to keep doing it till those 10 diseases were gone. By 2020, nearly 18 billion worth of drugs will have been distributed, the largest drug donation the world has ever seen. They also helped to make sure the drugs actually get to where they're needed. By 2015 alone, um, or in 2015 alone, these treatments reached over 850 million people, more than the population of the EU and the US combined. 
Bad things happening generates headlines. Hundreds of millions of people overcoming extremely destructive diseases in an unprecedented act of cooperation doesn't. Stories like this are not told often enough. And then it says some stuff about how we should value positivity. And then about 15 seconds after that, it says the bill, the video was made possible in part from a grant due to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and your support on patreon.com. Um, I know that in some of their more recent videos, they have the disclosures a bit more directly. Uh, sometimes they're, they're they're listed a little closer to the front. I, it's it's not to say there's no value in criticizing Kurzgesagt or pointing out that there is a lot of like, kind of like, you know, billionaire money rolling about, but the video really seemed to hit them very incisively with the idea that this is like this secretive, like behind the scenes billionaire funding when I felt like they were adhering to the standards of disclosure on YouTube, like higher than most channels do, um, oftentimes. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you can how you can say that. What, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to, to just jump to just cut you off like that. But I I don't know. I don't understand how you can say that when uh, they consistently disclose their sponsorship towards the end. If they didn't disclose their sponsorship or their relationship toward the end, there, there would be no other space to disclose that. So they chose the very last moment in their videos and on their uh youtube pages where they could disclose this information it I, in my opinion and in opinion a lot of people um and, and you can do you could do this poll in your audience um you know some people would, would say well it doesn't really matter you know th like what well, some libertarians would say it doesn't matter you know if, even if they don't disclose their sponsorship at all you know we don't want to have any sort of requirements at all but you know you, you're always going to have people like that so it's interesting to see what people think. I personally think that it should be upfront. And if channels are not disclosing their sponsorship upfront, I think it's a bad practice. I never said that uh, Kurtz's Act is uniquely uh, uh, irresponsible here. I'm just pointing out one of the uh, irresponsibilities that Kurtz's Act is engaging in. And this is in context to the broader picture of what Kurtz's Act is doing in terms of their, um, let's say, uh, propagandizing in their videos. Well, that's my thing. Even if I might agree that it's better to have it up front, I, I can understand why they do, do it up front. I don't think it's to hide the information because uh, they could certainly hide it a lot better than they do now if they really wanted to. Um, I think it's just because that's boring. Their videos are very well produced and they're pretty catchy and they grab you and they try to hold you for as long as they can. It makes sense that they would keep sort of like disclosure info after the majority of the viewers uh, have uh, already seen most of the content. Uh, so I don't I don't think it's being done for conspiratorial reasons. I, I don't think they're like ashamed of, of where their money is coming from because they, they could be right. hiding it. Like right. I don't, yeah. Um, yeah, no, they are not ashamed of, wh of whom they are re receiving their money from. I've never said that. I, I'm also, I'm not making any conspiratorial claims here. And I'm not saying this is any sort of secret or anything like that. I'm just pointing out that it's not the best practice and it, they could have been doing better. And, they, and I, in my opinion, and this is what I also say in my video, that this is what they should be doing better. And I, also, I want to point out there is not a single consp uh, conspiratorial claim in my video. I'm just, you know, this is it, part of the broader critique. And it's just, this is just one isolated point that's, you know, that's part of the, the, the whole critique. No, I, under, I understand that. But you're, the video wasn't just like a best practices list. I mean, it is, it is framed like a conspiracy unveiling, right? Where it talks about like, did you know that like, you know, they, they hide this info at the back, but in reality, like so much of it is coming from this and that. Like the framing of your video was not just, I would like to see best practices for um, sponsorship disclosure. Um, in YouTube forthcoming, it's specifically about Kurzgesagt and the information that, that they put forward. 
Um, and, and the way you framed it in here was absolutely a suggestion that it was like disingenuous, that, that they were doing this because they were trying to haunt, like, like hide this info. Because the, the title of the video is how Kurzgesagt cooks propaganda for billionaires, right? Um, but cooks, I mean, when, when I hear that, it reminds me of like laundering money, right? It's like, it's, they're, they're not just saying positions they hold. They're like disingenuously fronting like in bad faith, you know, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, they're no cooking the books. I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not, uh, suggesting, uh, bad intent there, you know, kids, cause that could be very well believing in everything they are saying. And I actually think that that's what they're believing in, but I don't think that just because you believe in propaganda, it doesn't make it propaganda. Suddenly one, uh, you know, way to, uh, uh, debunk that would be, uh, you know, you would have, Somebody could say that the difference between a propaganda and education is that if you advocate for something that you believe in, that's education. And if you advocate for, for something that you not believe in, that's propaganda. Well, there was a Nazi propaganda, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that the people that spread, spread Nazi propaganda believed in it, right? So that does not make it, uh, you know, not propaganda somehow. It's still propaganda. Well, that's the same. That's the same thing here. I mean, it, I'm not comparing Kurtzak to Nazis. Okay, so please, everyone, calm down. They're not Nazis. I'm just pointing out that you know, there's this is a uh, an issue that people uh, when they hear the word uh, propaganda, they try to describe intent to the author, but you know, we don't know the exact intent. For what I've been able to read from Kurtzak, it's usually uh, the the reverse. So Kurtzak is receiving that much money because they already have these beliefs, and so, they are perfectly comfortable with sharing those beliefs while getting paid paid for it. So what makes it propaganda then? Because it seems like then by that standard, if they can, if it's propaganda to say something that is both true and sincerely believed, um, you and I would also be propagandizers to the same extent. No. For sure. Um, you know, um, oh, sorry, one second, one second, one second. Sorry, one second. My cat's doing yep. something. Okay. Daniel, you are a ground cat. You are on the ground. Oh my. That was six inches. I dropped Daniel. He did a combat roll. Daniel. Daniel. Thank you. No, no, no. He just got stuck. Sorry. He got, he got stuck. He climbed up but couldn't go down. Uh, okay, sorry. New okay. new kitten. Um, okay, sorry. But like, by what standard then is all of this propaganda? Okay. Or like, if if that's the case, then what is the what is the central criticism? Okay, well, the these are two different questions. So I, I would like to maybe answer the first one. So what is propaganda is, is a separate question, and the central criticism of my video is also a separate question. So do you have a preference? Uh, no, well, I want to know what propaganda is or, okay. or what it means in the title. Okay, well, okay, so um, propaganda is, in, is an extremely contested concept. In social sciences, contested concepts are basically ideas or, you know, concepts, terms that do not have uh, one uniform definition that would have scientific consensus behind it. And this is, some, this is something that differentiates social sciences from natural sciences because social sciences are not exact. Therefore, um, you know, nothing that can be said about anything in social science, that is sociology, uh, you know, political science, uh, economics, is universally true. There are no laws here. So when I say something is propaganda, it's based on a theoretical framework or, or, or a theoretical def set of definitions that 
you know, some other framework can disagree with, but that does not mean that one is more true over the other. Do you think Kurzgesagt produces propaganda in the same way that you and I produce propaganda? I have not done research into you, so I, I don't know about you, but for myself, I can say no, because I'm not receiving funds from uh, uh, from any sponsors at all, but specifically from sponsors that would like me to propagate any sort of information. So being so being paid to do it is like what draws the line for propaganda for you? No, no. Uh, hello? Hello? Yes, yes. Okay. I, I hear you. Right. So no, um, being paid to do it is not is not the line. Uh, but you ask me for a difference between, let's say, my propaganda and Kurtz's act. Okay, it's just, I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying. But the I remember the framing of the video being so direct and incisive about not disclosing stuff about hiding information about like disingenuously fronting um, the positions of their sponsors and, and the title, how Kurzgesagt cooks propaganda for billionaires. If, if that means like literally with, with no like loss in meaning, Kurzgesagt says things they believe and billionaires who agree with them, pay them for it. I mean, I feel like to that extent, we'd be describing a kind of propaganda and a kind of cooking that would be, um, essentially ubiquitous to all published information, right? I mean, when we produce studies or meta-analyses, we're doing functionally the same thing. Uh, you know, there's an implicit bias there with where they get the money for um, and what they use it for and what incentives there were to produce that information. Research and analyses and federal bureau investigations. It seems like almost everything would meet that definition. And that's the issue I had with Kurgasak, right? It's not that it's not that I agree with everything they say. I don't. I don't like a lot of their like bullshit neoliberal um, things are going up, 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 and we can tell by the line kind of bullshit. I don't like that. Um, but I don't think they're I don't think they're disingenuous. I don't think they're cooking anything. Again, it does not have to be disingenuous. What whatever that word means, uh, you would have to define that. You know, we are talking about intent here. But again, in the academic discussion, intent is not necessarily the focus. Sometimes it is, in, 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 uh, for some scholars it is, but for others it is not. Um, then the issue here is that, you know, um, uh, Kurtz Kazak, um is can be doing propaganda based on uh, the, the fact that they are trying to uh, disseminate information with the uh, intent to influence the opinions or behavior or emotions of others. But here is the thing, like you, you suggested that what Curtis Act is doing is no different from when uh, scholars are doing meta-analysis or research. This is, this is actually not correct. And we have to make this distinction very clear because in science, this is the only field where we have this we have the process of peer review, and this is a layer of sort of security that can filter really bad and you know propagandizing research from you know the correct and exact research. It is not perfect. You will still have bad research slipping through and getting published. That happens all the time, but at least it is a peer review process, and that peer review is supposed to be independent. So what means what that means is that in the article you have the disclosure of the institution that the scientists belong to. You also have uh, any sort of financial conflicts of interest. So if, there, if that research was funded, I don't have a problem with researchers, you know, scientists 
receiving funding from pretty much anyone, although I do appreciate public funding or government funding the most. However, uh, in media, and that goes for Kurtzkazak, it goes for the news outlets, TV, you know, and even like, um, you know, Marvel movies and, and uh, theater and art, you don't have that process. If you want to publish anything as a media company, it goes. And Kurtzkazak is not doing science. They're also not doing science education. What they're doing is science outreach. That's by their own words. And this means that uh, out science outreach, it's like science PR, science entertainment, something like that. You could learn something th from their videos, but you know they are not an educational outlet. And are they that not? sort of eliminates them. Um, not necessarily. They could be they could be used for educational purposes if they do some sort of interesting grab, and you know you could use that for uh, for educating kids or something. But it is it is not. It is not on its own in a science education. It does not replace it. It, it, it I don't think it, it even complements it. And Philip Detmer himself, the CEO of Kurtzkazak, uh, admitted publicly on, um, on, uh, on the Reddit that um, Kurtzkazak is not doing science education. And also in, in 2019, they had some sort of a TED talk, but it, it, it probably wasn't TED. And they said that what they are doing is science outreach. So... So um, it, say say I, that's I, true. It, it seems like kind of a semantic definition, right? I mean, they're they're producing no. education, the content that educates um, for entertainment. Um, but it it seems like I mean, leaving aside the fact that peer review does not stop like the incredible amount of bias and like scientific papers published or anything, it just it, it seems like they're not doing anything that deviates from the standard of any kind of information dissemination that is funded in some fashion, right? Um, it be, uh, what, again, what I'm stressing here is like the amount of weight that was placed on the perceived untrustworthiness of Kurzgesagt in this video, because what you're saying to me right now is like, I think they should do best practices for disclosure. And, um, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't think that they can provide a full scientific or social education, which I agree with, but the video is like this big expose on how like they are getting funding from all these sources and they're getting more funding from those sources than they are from the Patreon. And the, you know, you're, you claimed that the sources have direct input on the script, even though Kurzgesagt has denied it. And it's the, the way it's structured in your video seems to like denounce as, as a, a source of information Kurzgesagt. But what I'm hearing right now are criticisms that feel they could be ubiquitously leveled at, at almost any channel that receives a sponsorship. Uh, to an extent, I would agree with this assessment because sponsorship does have influence on the content and it could be as mundane as, for example, you would have some sort of a gardener making gardener videos. And one day they receive uh, sponsorship from a gardening tool company and they make a video and they say, well, I recommend these, uh, these tools for gardening and they're from this gardening company. And then you go, well... Well, that's uh, that's kind of a conflict of interest because now you're not, you know, objectively and uh, um, without without at least that financial bias uh, recommending me this the these tools. It's because you know you're benefiting from it financially. It is a conflict of interest. It's a statement of fact. This is, you know, um, you, people could try to deny this. You could say that this is not a big deal because in your um, response to my video, you say that this is how it works. But that's that does not make it okay. That does not make it not a problem anymore. This is a significant and a growing problem 
in, in all kinds of media that sponsored content and advertisements. This has been criticized by scholars from across the political spectrum. And uh, it, it does create it, it does create a um, scenario or rather an environment where uh, positive views on certain products or interests or behaviors are being supported, are being funded while their critique is not. And it is a huge problem. I can give you a specific example that is not related to this, but it is related to where I'm coming from, which is from privacy and security. So th throughout many, many years, you, you would have VPN companies, these are virtual, virtual private network companies, sponsoring videos on YouTube and in all social media platforms, telling people that with a VPN, you get a military grade encryption, it will hide your location, it will make you immune to hackers. None of these are, are true. These are factoids or just straight out like, I'm not gonna say lie because lie is implying intent, but it's misinformation at least. And a VP, VPN is not doing anything to actually elevate your privacy. Uh, by it, it's only mildly obfuscating your IP address, which is just one data point out of thousands or dozens of thousands of companies can collect from you. So just relying on the fact that you use a VPN or pay for a VPN is just it, it's just gross. And now we uh, privacy educators or researchers, we have to now go and tell these people, well, no, do not trust this false information that is being uh, spit out out there by, by pretty much everyone. You know, this is doing damage because people has people have uh, a false sense of security, uh, which is even worse than not having security at all because you think you're being secure, and then you do things that expose you to your adversaries. So this is very similar to to what is going on here. Kurtzak is making a lot of videos on topics that are in the interests of their sponsors, and that is a clear and a direct conflict of interest. And I show a pipeline that extends beyond this direct relationship because usually you have just a creator. Like, for example, I think Mark Rober once made a video that was sponsored by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. But and they, I, I, I'm I just, sorry. I just want to jump in really quickly. The, mm -hmm. the, the conflict of interest that you're describing is going to be the case for literally any sponsorship, um, especially if you're talking larger yes. sponsorships. So, I, so if that's the case, like this is just a problem with, with capitalism, right? Because money buys influence. Um, oh, this is a this with is sponsorship. about right, right, and and the idea of sponsorship and the idea of like a lot of stuff pertaining to how media works is that the more money you have, the more you can influence public opinion, and I agree with that. But uh, you know, usually we talk about these conflicts of interest specifically when they beget some kind of negative consequence. So I guess my question would be like, do you think Kurzgesagt is saying anything wrong? as a product of yes. the okay well then i, I want to talk about that because if it's leading them I, I also looked at some of the comments under your video too and because i'm kind of going for like i'm I'm criticizing i guess the specific tone with which kurzgesagt was attacked here um you know a lot of these comments are like here my generation laughs at our grandparents for believing everything they see and hear on tv i guess it's time to laugh at us for believing the internet um I'll never be complacent. You know, we, we were like, we were duped. I'm disappointed in myself when big money buys big influence. Science is always the casualty. I don't agree with these in, a, or I sorry, I don't disagree with these in a vacuum, but the comments would definitely indicate that the content of the video is more than I want Kurzgesagt to engage in best practices and disclose sponsors that they already do disclose, but at the beginning rather than the end of the video. So w what's the casualty then? 
Okay, so when you're looking at these comments uh, underneath my video, uh, you also have to put it into perspective uh, uh, for uh, against uh, Kurtzk uh, against the Kurtzkazat community and their comments because they're almost uniformly viewed as as an authoritative source on YouTube, and they are regarded extremely well to the point of mimicking cult-like following. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna you know, throw any more accusations against them, but you know, I, I found these problems there too. So uh, what we have here is probably a product of filter bubbles rather than the exact reception from the respective videos, because all videos on YouTube have 98% like to dislike ratio. So you're, when you go to Kurtzkazad videos, you're going to see people praising them and giving them all that, you know, positive feedback. And if you go to my videos, you're going to see the same thing. So I'm not, I'm not sure if that's, uh, that's the most uh, relevant comparison, uh, or, or to take away. But I understand what you're trying to say here. That so, if you want, we can talk about the damage. But there is a lot of, that can be discussed here. So one of the uh, critical points in my video is uh, I found that Kurt Zak is suggesting in a lot of their videos on climate change and related issues such as GMOs and and uh, nuclear energy and related stuff um, solutions that are directly and I mean financially benefiting. Uh, the investments of their sponsors, and uh, I find this to be pretty. Hello. Uh, no, I okay, but like, what are what are those solutions? Because if they're if they're good solutions, right. okay. So, well, then... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead with this. So one of the solutions is, for example, um, a barrage of solutions such as a new generation of nuclear power plants. A, an emphasis on new generation, uh, uh, low carbon cement and steel. And uh, uh, alternative meat, you know, like fake meat, you know, not meat actually from lab or, or, or animals, but like, you know, micro mycoprotein meat, for example, and uh, carbon capture. And they really emphasize this message that the future innovations and investments in these innovations will help solve the climate change. But the current models, you know, that's actually from one of the sources in, in uh, Kurtz's ad videos. It's actually from IPCC, which is Intergovernmental Panel for Climate Change. And they say, say that with these models that Kurtz's ad is suggesting, we are actually going to way overshoot the 1.5 degrees Celsius goal, which is, the, which is the fundamental goal that, you know, the IPCC says that we need to reach. Kurtz's ad is aiming to 2 to 2.5. And this is like catastrophic different, different uh, catastrophically different changes. And so well, we're not going to hit the um, 1.5. That can't happen anymore. We lost that. That 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 could have happened. That 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 could be possible if it if we were really radical in how we wanted to approach that. No, but, well, at, you know, at this point, capture... at this point, 1.5 is definitely off the table. There's no way. Uh, 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 one like if we if 1.5 from this point would be like that. That that would that would be like um um like all humans die of a virus and like all production stops or something. I I, I like no I, no you you would. It is very unlikely that it will happen. It is extremely unlikely, but it would be possible. You know, the further back you go, the more possible it becomes. If we were to really implement radical changes into uh uh you know changing changing of the infrastructure and uh, implementation of solar and wind energy and other solutions around that as well. But, you know, like most of most of this. Right. But the thing is that with carbon capture, they, well, they, carbon capture is actually a category of um, 
capturing technology. So what they're referring to is actually direct air capture and storage. So these are huge facilities that are basically uh, like uh, air pumps and they're pumping carbon dioxide from the atmosphere while consuming a lot of energy. And they're hoping to store this carbon dioxide under, under, under the earth or you know, using it for um, drilling, oil, oil drilling, that, that's what carbon capture is being used for currently. So there are, you know, there is actually like, there is no scientific study that uh, proves the viability of uh, carbon capture. So what Kurtzizak is drawing from is actually commercial uh, sources that were actually funded by Bill Gates. Well, the, the this only, is, these are the videos that- The only bit we're working on right now and the transcript of the video we're talking about is him saying, enormous amounts of human ingenuity are being brought to bear on this problem, with more and more people deciding to prioritize preventing rapid climate change. Solution for low carbon production of cement, electronics, and steel, innovations like artificial meat and carbon capture are in the works. The more of these technologies we deploy, the cheaper new uh, and better technology gets. Um, and and that's about it. Uh, a, a later, I, no, I they talk a, a bit more. It. Yeah, no, they talk a bit more about the viability of carbon capture as a technology. I don't necessarily disagree with this. They so to be specific, they say in 2000 it didn't really exist. In 2022, that tech does exist and costs around six hundred dollars to remove one ton of CO2 from the atmosphere. Right. So let's talk about that. We can talk about that number. There's a problem with the number. Okay. So that number, that $600 that's coming from a particular facility called Orca facility, like the whale, Orca whale, and uh, it's in Iceland, I think. And that $600 number was only possible because supposedly, uh, you know, that, oh, that was secret, a sort of secret at the time. But, you know, Bill Gates negotiated a deal with the Orca facility to get a discount on uh, when he purchased that uh, carbon capture offset. You know, this is the, the real commercial price is 1200 it's bound to go lower in the future, but it will take decade or more before it gets to 200 territory. And uh, you know, forests are like 25 to 50 dollars per ton. You so do you think this it, is really like a problem? Though we've known about planting forests yes. as a potential solution for a long time, but it's a video on our ability to fix climate change, and in it they list some developing technologies that. You know, they're putting a lot of faith in human innovation, to be sure. I don't I don't doubt that or, or I don't deny that. Um, but it seemed like I don't I don't necessarily think what we're looking at here is like a a a, a scheme to promote billionaire funded um, like climate change technologies. First of all, like billionaires will have a hand in any climate change tech that is developed, of course, because of the way our economy functions. So necessarily, anytime you promote the technology we'd use to address climate change, like you, you would be like doing PR work for them to an extent, or at least advertisement work. Um, and, and furthermore, like it makes sense that if they have an investment in that technology, that they would fund uh, any channels that would want to talk about that kind of thing. But I don't really think we're looking at like a, a, a compromise or a failure on info. I, I'm, I googled the cost to capture one ton of carbon and it says such technology is expensive, about 600 per ton of CO2 by one recent estimate, um, with some other studies saying that it might get even cheaper in the future. 
WRI.org says that it varies between $250 and $600 today. That might be a bit optimistic. Um, Market Watch says between $250 and $600. I guess it kind of like varies study to study. I, I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem that bad. Right. So um, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. The the reason it may, uh, the, the fact that it makes sense for them to do it does not make it, you know, not problematic or not worth the criticism. The, the issue here is that you're, you're trying to dispute things that are not disputable. Like it's a matter of fact that Kurtzak pulled information from a Gates funded magazine who pulled the information from a Gates funded facility. And that video is sponsored by Bill Gates as well. So I'm I'm just pointing out that you know if they, they they should have gone out of their way to make sure there is a degree of separation between their sources, between their sponsors, between uh, between uh, the information that they're pulling from. Because now this is this is literally just like an advertisement for um, whatever is Bill Gates investing in. The problem here is that there is no scientific consensus that direct air capture is viable or will be viable there is there is no proof that's the case now it could be in the future but it could also not it could be too late it could be too little too late it could be it could be that uh, you know the problem with carbon capture right now today is that um these companies that are pushing all of these amazing numbers that are not even that amazing but they are trying to make them uh look better than they really are is that they're you know skewing them they're not telling the whole story like you know part of the 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 story of carbon capture of direct air capture is that um, they're consuming a lot of energy, and that energy has to come from somewhere. For a lot of companies, that energy is coming from fossil fuels. For others, it's coming from renewables. But that energy is that energy that's being used for carbon capture could have been used for something something else that could be more successful at reducing those emissions. But all the now, all, uh, all the know, all the video says is as investment pours in and the technology matures and begins to scale, it's likely these costs will plummet over the next few decades. Which that's I think... not the, that's not the only thing they that's not the only thing they say in another video which is also about climate change by the way uh one of these there's four videos on climate change one of them is not sponsored by bill gates and it, it might be this one uh but another one that is sponsored by bill gates i don't know it's it's either can you fix climate change or what can or you do like to that. fix climate change something like that Something like that, yeah. There's four of them. So if you if you go to the to their YouTube page and you type in into the search climate change, you will get a like um like just a filtered version of their climate change videos. So yeah, there, yeah. So um uh so in in one of their videos, what they are saying is that uh, are, uh that um. They're asking a rhetorical question. Is there a technology that could allow us to continue our uh, standards of living, meaning consuming meat and buying uh, gas, gasoline cars without, you know, having to destroy, without destroying the planet and having to cut on our standards of living? And they, then they continue and say, in principle, this technology already exists. And they, can, and they go on to explain direct air capture works to pull, you know, carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. And then they say it costs, it would cost $10 trillion a year. Now that number is pretty dubious. I, I calculated with the Orca facility, we would need, uh, we would need somewhere more, more than 8 million of these facilities. It would be around 20 trillion, but you know, even if it's 10 trillion, that's a lot of money. And they're, you know, saying that that money could have been available today, but it's not because, you know, governments don't want to do that because, you know, the money is going to other things and lobbying and campaigning and whatever. Oh, from 
from what yeah. I see in the transcript, it seems like in this video, he's saying basically right now, carbon capture is ineffective um, because with the tech we have right now it would cost trillions and trillions of dollars um, yearly. Okay, I'm, um, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look for that video. And then it says, um, meanwhile, very costly solutions for a far off problem like carbon capture seem like they can wait as technically no one benefits from it right now. So it's basically just saying like it might be effective in the future, but it needs investment, which is kind of what's being said in the first video we were talking about, that carbon capture isn't currently effective, but with human ingenuity and time and money, it's um, it's likely the cost of extracting carbon from the atmosphere will go down a lot. Okay, so the, so the, video, the video is Can You Fix Climate Change? Mm -hmm. That's the video that it's called. And the timestamp is uh, 719. Yes. And it says, in, in principle, this technology already exists. Uh, can uh, It will cost $10 trillion. And then it, it goes to explain why the investment is not happening. And it, it does say that it, it does say that it would not benefit anyone. That's that's one of the biggest problems with, with carbon capture is does not have a business model, really. And it would have to be heavily subsidized by the governments, which means that the governments would have to tax people in order to pour uh, investments into these technologies. And it's at, po at some point, it's going to have to happen. Um, but that's you know, what but he's saying in the, in the other it, video, too. In the, in the new one, he's saying um, he's saying that uh, uh, with, with some human ingenuity and advancement, in, 20, in 2000, it didn't really exist. In 2022, it does exist and cost such and such. As the investment pours in and the technology matures and begins to scale, it's likely the cost will plummet. That seems consistent between both right. videos that it's not currently effective but it's getting better and that with enough time it might get like viably good right but this is this is this is this is only coming from these technology the, these companies it is th this is not coming from the scientific consensus the consensus is not saying this the academia is actually warning against which is in my in my videos there are uh, references to what the academia says and the academia is actually warning against relying on a negative emission technologies and solutions because they are a gamble. It's not, it's not proven that it, it would work to prevent the catastrophic climate change. What it would work is that it would be, it would, it would eventually become, you know, hugely profitable. It'd be a multi-trillion dollar uh, industry at, at some point, but at that point, it could be very much late for a lot of people. That's the problem. You know, Kurtz Kazak is pulling all of this information from sources that are uh, incentivized to say all of these things the, because the they're going to make money from it. The statements that he's making are accurate. Um, the idea that carbon no. capture technology will get more efficient with time, that's the case for basically we don't know every that. tech... Well, that's the case for basically all technology to have ever existed, is that if you put enough time and investment into it, it gets cheaper. Not to mention, not all that's, carbon capture... That's not capture. true. Well, that's, that... well, wait, 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 wait. Not to mention, like, um, not all carbon capture is direct air capture either like having viable carbon capture at, for example like at top of smokestacks and factories so that rather than pulling it just randomly from the air you're getting it like to have a zero emission factory or something or like a zero emission coal plant um or, or something like that that would be like a more immediately viable implementation of that technology with probably not that much more investment than we have now um at least cleaning it or scrubbing it somewhat um, it, it's like, I feel like the only statement he's making here is that like good things can be done if we're willing to put in the time and energy and ingenuity. And I don't disagree no, with that. That's, there, is, there, is no, there is no evidence for this. There is no evidence. There is no research. There is no evidence. The only people who are saying this are the tech companies. And we've 
been hearing tech companies saying a lot of beautiful things about many many future technologies and they have failed the the the, the thing that you you said about like uh, everything becomes more efficient if you pour money into it no uh, it does not become more efficient it does not become cheaper some things do some things don't don't for example highways they do not become cheaper they do not become more efficient the more you build them the more you have them wait but the other wait, example but, but, is wait, blockchain technology wait but uh, they have are, wait are highways building highways is cheaper now than it used to be we have more efficient processes for laying out asphalt and concrete we've str we've like massively but like i don't like highways as like a, a as infrastructure but the process of building them has gotten cheaper um right but we are not talking about the process the process is not in isolation the process is only relevant in terms of application and in application highways i fail are failing because they are not uh making the traffic which is the goal more efficient they're making it more clogged up they're making ma maintenance more expensive you can build the roads but then you have to maintain maintain them then uh, they are incentivizing people uh, to to use cars more rather than less. So you have all of these issues that are external to the process itself, but they are part of the equation. This is the same thing with carbon capture. One of the things that I haven't talked about, talked about, and I don't even talk about carbon capture in my video because I actually deleted the whole segment on carbon capture because I thought it was a tangent. But uh, I, I I wanted to do a follow up on it, but I eventually you know elected against it at least for now. But the thing is, with carbon capture, you have you don't necessarily have the storage facility where you have the uh, capture facility, which means that capture facilities will have to transport uh, carbon dioxide into storage facilities. And that sounds obvious, but the problem is you're gonna have to have pipelines for this. And in one American city, I don't remember which one, I can look it up. Uh, there was an explosion of, uh, of uh, a carbon capture pipeline and it released carbon capture into the atmosphere causing uh, causing problems. The the these ruptures can happen even uh, more frequently and more ca catastrophically than in uh, uh, regular, you know, oil and gas pipelines. So, so I, I because agree. Because the pressure is immensely. I, I agree. High. These are. So there. I, 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 fully I don't. Agree. I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you agree. I don't. I don't think you agree because because no, no, what no, I'm saying I, no, here I fully is that, agree that these are issues, but I don't disagree with the idea that with time, money, and ingenuity, it could potentially be a good thing. So, for example, here, like. Isn't the fact that there's private investment in these ideas at all indication that there is some good faith interest in the idea of making these profitable ventures? Like corporations don't get involved in um, in in like a, a technology unless they think they're going to be able to make money off of it. And the only way they'd ever be able to make money off of carbon capture in any meaningful sense is if it could be demonstrated to be effective. We're talking about like a risk case here. Um, like say at worst case scenario, some billionaires spend a few billion dollars more every year um, and it turns out to be a dead-end technology. I don't necessarily think that means it was like morally wrong for Kurskasak to say, you know, amidst other technologies, yeah, this could end up being something that'll help us in the future. I don't think it's like a slam dunk or anything, but I'm Googling around with some like scholarly papers, EDU and org sites, and it seems like there's just a lot of discourse on whether carbon capture can ever be effective and in what way it can be effective and so on. Um, I, I mean, it, I don't think it, I don't think it hurts for them to try and invest. And I certainly don't think it's dishonest of Kurzgesagt to say that that is a technology that will mature if we keep investing in it. I mean, that is almost certainly true. It's matured over the past 20 years. Right, right. The technology will get mature, but uh, uh, probably it's not It's not certain, but let's say it will. It, it, not, it does not mean that it will be mature enough or sufficient enough to uh, solve the problem as they say it will, because we would have to be drawing this. The, the more we wait with current uh, emission limitation uh, solutions, 
the, the more we will have to pump uh, carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. So, you know, the IPCC uh, um, calculates between one, 100 and uh, 1,000 gigatons over the, uh, before the end of the century. So that means that we would have to be, like, currently we are um, uh, emitting about 33 gigatons of CO2 into the atmosphere every single year. So we would have to be uh, pumping possibly uh, 60 to 100 gigatons of uh, carbon dioxide from the atmosphere from the moment this technology becomes commercially viable. That would require such a significant amount of infrastructure investment that is so much higher than the current predictions are that we would have to transform, like we would have to build 70,000 miles of pipelines in the United States alone just to uh, offset some 15% of our emissions, of the United States emissions, or something, something to that effect. So that would, you know, if you, if you, if you, wanted, to, if you wanted to actually offset the whole, uh, the whole uh, emissions with direct air capture, you would have to build like 2 million miles of pipelines. Um, but I, you know, I don't think it's, the, don't the, think it's point, meant the, to fix the entire problem itself. I just think that it was listed at the end of the on. video alongside wait, other potential technologies. Wait. Now, like th this is the, this is the ratio. The more we wait now with the current implementations, the more we we pump money or you know uh, divert attention from uh, currently viable and available solutions to the uh, solutions that are not that are not going to be available until decades from now. The more we will have to draw from the atmosphere. That's according to the IPCC uh, calculations, or you know they have these different hypothetical scenarios. But to the point that you said that when billionaires invest money into something, that's because they want to um, profit from the, their investments. That's actually not, that's not true. That's not true at all. Billionaires or corporations invest into technologies for various reasons. Sometimes they want to integrate the technology and make profit from it. But other times they just want to shut down the, that technology. Other times they want to uh, do uh, what's it called? It's uh, called talent acquisition. So that's when they buy a company that's interesting, that's a startup, it's successful. So they buy it up and then they transfer their, their uh, engineering team into their own, you know, whatever department. And that original company is no longer working, working on the project. Companies are investing into patents that they will never use. Companies are investing into uh, their own competition so that uh, they can consume that competition later or even throughout the process. Um, companies, you know, invest into things in order to shut them down or eliminate them all the time. So it's not just because they want to make money off of that particular technology, it's that, it's that they want to monopolize their position. That's what essentially the publicly, uh, sh uh, publicly traded corporations are designed to do. And uh, some people think that's perfectly fine. Others would criticize that it's, you know, it's putting profit or shareholder value above all others. What if, it, what if it... the point is that this is, this just what if it turns out to be the case that after some middling failures and successes a decade from now some new method is developed that ends up being significantly more effective than before um i'm not a scientist i assume you're not either we're kind of deferring here to the imagined human ingenuity i don't like i don't think Kursk, like kurskasak didn't really like evangelize carbon capture i think he just said that the t technology has progressed and like god willing it'll continue to I think it's reasonable to assume that 10 years from now, it'll be better than it is now, because that's the case for basically everything technological. 
Um, maybe some new thing kicks over. Keep in mind, like, solar energy was really inefficient and expensive up until recently. Like, the, the price of energy from, like, from, from solar panels uh, has dropped massively in the past decade. But 40 years ago, 50 years ago, people were still saying we should start making moves on solar energy. Back then, uh, a kilowatt of energy would have been, like, many times more expensive from a, from a solar panel than it would have been from a coal plant. But even if a technology is initially unviable, I, I think it's good to at least, you know, put a foot in. I'm not saying that we like pause investment in renewables at all. I'm just saying that even if we went full tilt with the renewables, it's not like energy plants are the only thing that produce carbon dioxide. All combustion does, which, which means that we're still going to be looking for ways to reduce the carbon emissions of factories all around the world, hundreds, thousands, millions of them. And if it turns out like, hey, oh, we, we found a cool way to like um, efficiently capture and like make inert or dissipate or use or transport somehow the carbon, that would be pretty cool. And that could be like an effective component to a broader plan to address climate change. Right. So now we are uh, really uh, losing the course here because we are going into these hypotheticals. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to go there because it could be it could not be. We don't know. Uh, scientists don't know either yet because the consensus, as I said, is not there. I've done some literature review on this. The IPCC, the IPCC itself, which is in the Kurtz Act sources, also does not recommend to rely on negative emission technologies, which is not just the direct uh, air capture, but when they are uh, making uh, these hypothetical scenarios with the negative technologies included, they are placing the direct direct air capture at the bottom of it. But we're so not looking have, to rely on it, just that have, that's like one of the things that might, you know, that might long term. It might be, but the, the problem the problem I have is how Kurtzczak is presenting it, and they are presenting these solutions purely from the uh, uh, investments of for-profit businesses that uh, uh, that they have uh, in these technologies. And they are not presenting it as a scientific consensus because it's not there. It's, it's extremely debatable. It's a hot topic. And this is, what they should have said is that there are efforts into carbon capture technology. However, that technology is not yet proven. And we will have to see, we will have to see more research, not investments, not in uh, human in, ingenuity, whatever that word is, uh, not that, but wait, research, but research takes you know, investment. You wait. We're researching. No, research does not take investment. Wait, 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 research wait, takes funding. That's wait, different. No, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. In in order to know whether carbon capture technology can develop in a good direction, you would need money to build more. You would need research teams and engineers. That would take investment. Um, that's not going to be done by like a university on state grant. They might look at like meta analyses of existing like efficiency or, you know, they might review existing tech, but they're not, they're not down there in Stanford, like building out a new line of carbon capture units, you know, you, you like that requires investment. And, and it's, it's a video on optimism. So, I mean, he says like, Hey, in the future, it might be good if, if we put some investment ingenuity towards it and we need those things. Um, but we're not taking away from other stuff. I feel like you're, I feel like you're insisting on a level of like commitment to this that, that isn't really demonstrated by the text, the video, you know? I, I think it is, it is clearly demonstrated by the pipeline of, uh, interests that are presented throughout Kurtz's research and, and their own video on, or multiple videos. That's on exactly this. what I mean. I you're assuming that because of the funding. 
but I I don't think that's fair. I think a reasonable person. I'm not assuming. I'm not. No, this is not, this is not correct. I'm not assuming this because of the funding. I'm assuming is I, I, I am assuming this because of the funding of Kurtzak video, you know, sponsorship, but also of the funding of their sources, and also how Kurtzak pulls from the very uh, sources that there are that are being funded from their sponsors. I, I, what I'm suggesting here is that there should have been a degree of separation. And I, I know what you're trying to show here, trying to show that some technologies go down. For renewables, that's true. Not all of them. For solar and wind, that's, that's mostly true. Not all of them are so, so uh, fantastic, though. And uh, we, have uh, to we have to fund it to find out. We can't know unless the, we... The, the thing is that we currently have... No, 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 no. This is, this is the gamble that scholars are, are advising against. We don't have time to to uh, to see if a solution will work decades from now or not they're saying that we already have solutions that work that are viable such as the solar and and wind we have uh, structural uh, implementation for, for structural changes such as the dirty word degrowth you know but we don't have to go into that either well, i'm not but a degrowth dismisses so... those yeah i would dismiss yeah, degrowth yeah, as well yeah i don't i don't care well, I, I don't care what you would dismiss or what anyone would dismiss but you know I, 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 I'm not invested in either, but I'm saying that there are these, there is a broad literature that is absent from Kurtzkazar research because they are highlighting uh, issues that coincide with the interests of their sponsors. Okay, that's the, what my video so, is saying. So, like, there is, so there's like, more than enough proof of that. The sponsors would only sponsor them if their interests were aligned. Like you're, you're putting exactly. That's you're, fine. You're putting the cart that's fine. before the horse. You know, but this is. No, 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 no. This is, this is a common fallacy. Like, just because this is how it works, this is this, is, this was a whole your your a lot of your critique was this is how it works, right? Okay, so this is how it works is how Bill Gates managed to convince a university to uh, not release a patent for a publicly researched vaccine. That was the University of Oxford. I don't know what that Bill has Gates, to do with this. Everything because Bill Gates is implementing the same solution, the, the, the same principle that he, he took over from Microsoft throughout his philanthropy. He's believing in a kind of philanthropy that is pushing for profit businesses and is looking for profitable yeah, solutions. Of course, he's an investor. So that, the only that is, thing the video says is carbon capture might be viable in the future if time and money is put into it, which is an objective. That's not the only, that's not the only, no, that is what the video, the, said that, that on, the video said. It, that is what it said on carbon nope. capture. The other stuff that it said that wasn't on carbon capture was on, um, artificial meat, uh, electronics and steel and low carbon production of some, a low carbon production of cement, electronics and steel. Um, I, if he's, if, if he is okay. repping Hello? things, yes. Hello. Hello. Uh, one second. Hello. Uh -oh. Hello. Hello. Yes, I hear you. I, I I hear you. Okay, I hear you as well. Um, the and he says that carbon capture is in the works. Like even in the video, the term he uses is in the works. Like it is it is being worked on. Keep in mind that like back in the nineteen eighties, if um if people back then cared about climate change and they were talking about what solutions there could be to um to uh, carbon emissions they would they would probably dissuade people from caring that much about wind or solar they'd be like go nuclear um fixate on nuclear like forget that we don't have time for that but in the long run it turns out that solar is actually a lot cheaper than nuclear and a lot better in a lot of other ways too um i just don't see what the harm is in just saying 
with time and money, this might turn out to be better. It's not like this is taking away from any other kind of solution. You, we should try all of them. We, sh we should invest broadly. Right. So uh, in the video that's called Can You Fix Climate Change, there is a segment that, star that starts from 6.43 and it ends about 7.50. And from 7.00, it says, and I quote verbatim, do we need to give up on our way of life and can the poor never achieve it? Can't some technology save us so we can continue to drive our big cars and eat meat every day? At 7.19, they say, in principle, this technology already exists. Direct air capture of CO2 draws carbon dioxide from the air so that it can be stored underground or transformed into products. But it would cost $10 trillion per year. And then they accompany this with uh, a sort of animation that says that, that, that pictures a, a bird that is pushing away a pile of money that they supposedly have to fund this uh, direct air capture project. So what this implies here is that, that Kurt Zizak is saying that direct air capture will allow us to uh, drive our big cars and eat meat every day so that we would have the poor achieve our standards of living, that is the West, the, the, the global Northwest, um, and they could have our way of life. And we, this technology would, would save us this direct air capture technology would save us. The direct air capture is already here. It just costs ten trillion dollars that companies do not want to, uh, that governments do not want to give, uh, because there is significant oil lobbying that's preventing that from happening, and also political lobbying that's um, supporting some other uh, subsidies and government projects. Right. So what they are saying is that we already have the technology that will allow us to continue our standards of living. This is this is exactly opposite of what the do you, wait, the do you, IPCC is do you suggesting. Really think that him saying, "Yeah, we could do all of this status quo stuff. It would just cost us ten trillion a year alone in carbon capture." Do you think that's really an endorsement of carbon capture as it exists right now? He literally describes it later as a very costly solution for a far off problem. Um, and one that technically no one benefits from right now. I think he's clearly indicating, like, I, I feel I feel like you're misreading the video because the video seems to me like it's saying, yeah, sure, you can keep your big cars and your meat and everything. Just, hey, don't mind forking out 10 trillion a year in order to scrub all that carbon out of the atmosphere. Now, he could have gone on and I, said I, we couldn't even store all that carbon. But I think the point of this bit right here was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think you're misreading what what is actually being meant here. So when they say that it seems like it's a far uh, it's a solution, it's a costly solution to a far off problem. That's them uh, portraying uh, a perspective that people that are against this technology have. This is not what they are saying. That's that's kind of what the lobby against implementation of these radical solution is saying. And you know, the, do you me, disagree? Like, that, the government like from their subsidizes coal and oil. No. Well, I, I, I never said that. I never I, suggested that. I don't. I don't think this video is meant to suggest I, unironically I, I, that carbon capture technology could be the solution right now if only our governments would spend all the money in the world on it. I mean, if we go premise by premise, that's what the video is exactly saying. I, I, 
I don't, I don't think it is. I, I mean, again, it literally directly says after that, very costly. I mean, I, I, I think your reading of this is like really. Um, no, no, read it out. Read it out. Read the, the very costly thing. Read it. Read it out. Meanwhile, very costly solutions for a far-off problem like carbon capture seem like they can wait, as technically no one benefits from it right now. Some argue that a move away from capitalism is the only solution to this mess. True. Um, others insist markets should be even freer without any inter interventions like subsidies, and some suggest right. we need to do what's referred okay, to as okay, degrowth. Okay, that, that's fine. That, that's fine. So, right, so that's fine. So what this segment is talking about is not their position, is not the position of Kurtz's act. This, what this segment is arguing is what the debate on this is. So this is, this is like them saying, like, this is what people from oil or fossil fuel lobby would say. This is what people on the economic right would say. This is what people on the economic left, left would say. This is not their position. I, I do not think that this portion of the video is saying that carbon capture is ready. We just need to dump all the money on it. Like the, it's, 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 facetiously saying that our government has bad priorities when it comes to where it spends its money, which I agree. Um, and it is true that in principle, carbon capture technology would allow us to not do anything because it would literally scrub the carbon out of the air. But that's in principle. Obviously, that's not practical for monetary reasons, energy production, storage of CO2. I, I, just, I, don't, think, I, I don't think this is a sensible reading of the content here. I feel like they're just advertising carbon capture as one of many like potential ways that this could be addressed moving forward. Um, like at the end of the video, it says many low carbon technologies still need a lot of time and research, which means they're expensive, but more companies will make more efficient carbon capture systems, tastier meat alternatives, better batteries, cement alternatives, and so on. If it says need a lot of time and research and then lead into carbon capture i feel like they're both indicating the same point both of these videos right that carbon capture technology needs a lot of time and research it says it here and it says it in the other video as well i i i don't think i don't even know if carbon capture is going to fix all of our problems i just don't think it's morally wrong for kurzgesagt to list it amongst other potential like ways that we could fix this in the long run um, I don't think I don't I don't know about morals, but I just don't think I'm I'm not prescribing any moral positions here. I'm just, I just don't think that it's, this is an accurate representation of what the uh, uh, academic community has to say. And uh, um, from my reading of it, you know, I I I have uh, some references in my in my video uh, that I can pull up if you want to. But you know, there is a lot of critique against this position. This, this position that, that, that we can rely on carbon technology, carbon capture in the future. There's a lot of pushback against that uh, from a lot of experts in the field. Um, consensus has not been reached. The video to me seems like it's, it's, uh, it is giving that consensus. And, uh, but what's wrong I, I just, with investing I in like, like, like I, I feel like it is more. Even if it's, even if it's an edge case, what's wrong with investing? We're not relying I'm, on I'm, it. I'm not, I'm not arguing, I'm not, but you know, we are not arguing about, about what my critique is. What I'm saying, what I'm saying in my video is that the solutions that are being invested into are not supported by uh, robust scientific, scientific research. But Kurtz's act is uh, presenting it, is advertising it uh, really in a way as a, uh, as a viable solution that, that is, is going to be there a potential future viable solution a, p a potential viable future solution amid many at no point does he say 
that it's guaranteed to work or that it will fix the whole problem. You keep referring to the right, scientific... but Chris, doesn't, they don't they don't have to they don't have to lay out these uh, these absolutes. They don't have to say guarantees or anything. No, nobody nobody's going to say these absolutes. Uh, I mean, nobody as serious as Kurt Kazak. But the, the thing is that they are advertising it in a in, a, in such a positive light that and that that positive um, advertising is coming from sources that are just commercially interested in it. They could be right, but they don't have the scientific backing of it. That's my critique. And I want to stay at that critique. I don't want to go into whether or not it is right to invest in it. If billionaires want to dump their money into it, I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with, uh, with is when billionaires uh, dump their money into technology that has not been proven, and then they go to media companies to promote that technology for them. And then in that process, they tell everyone that um, we just have to wait for these technologies to, to come out. But that's how, because that's how it I, always I, works. I, Every time there's like a new technology, um, vet, like venture capitalists will fund it and start working on it and try to find commercial uses for it. And obviously, like if they don't advertise the new and developing technology, they're not going to have any prospective buyers. So they, when they have that, they still, they still need to talk about it. Like the, the, like, like, you know, uh, Alexander Graham Bell with like the phone lines, right? You know, it's one thing to develop like phone tech, but you, you need like lines run across every city in America for this to be viable in the long run. And that requires like a synchronicity of, hey, this is like a cool new tech that might prove to be really worthwhile. Like we need to keep investing, we need to keep trying, but also you need to reach out and say like, hey, this could end up working. Um, the only issue I would really have, I think, is if I felt like this was being done disingenuously, but could, where could I go to find like a scientific consensus that we shouldn't invest in any kind of carbon capture research? Where would I, where would I have to look for that? There is, there is, there is not a scientific consensus. That's, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Uh, if you want to go, you can go to the IPCC. If you want, I can, I can just link it to you. I just have to find it in my, my research, uh, documents. Do you want me to go through that? Hold on. IPCC, climate. Um, no, I, I will find it for you. You will not find it. I can, I can just uh, send you a message. Okay, what, I, what I'm reading here from the header is, the most recent report from the UN International Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, has reaffirmed the vital role of carbon capture and storage technologies in achieving global climate goals. Um, right, send me the link, please. Sure. And we are not talking. We we have to we have to talk about it from the perspective of when the video was made. So not from if if the research is like from like this is now, from, this is from April twenty twenty, and the videos that we've been talking about. Right, and and this is this is a this is a news article. This is not a, the 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 resource. Okay, okay. so well, yes, let's go to the resource. Actually, well, I didn't think we could just instantly look at. No, I just say I I say, I sent it to you on on, on in a DM. Okay. I mean, I don't have um, I don't have a scientific education, so I don't think I'm qualified to read through um, some of the stuff they're going to say here. Let me take a look at the report, the media release. Um, no, mm, uh, I would like you to look at this source because that's the source that Kurt Zach is using in their video. And it's also the source of my claim, right? So I'm not going to use a claim that uh, that that was not used uh, in the research, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just paste 
I don't a think it's quote from the. I don't think thing. it's necessarily wrong as lay people for us to look at a summary from a th here. Hold on, I need to use the restroom very quickly. Uh, you have my right, audience. Right, the while summary I'm gone. is I, not going to have the the summary. I, I need to pee for like twenty minutes. I've actually been very, hold on. Just you have my audience. Okay. Wait, have you not been talking to my audience? Uh, what? They they no. they they're like they're like waiting. For you to say something. I, I cannot see I, I cannot see the, the chat on your in your Oh they're um, they're they're listening okay. video. Oh. They uh, wanted to talk with you. Okay, okay. We're looking we're looking at the report itself. Okay, so the quote here is Right, so in the report you can just uh, control F and go ahead. C D R deployed. CDR deployed at scale, um, that's carbon dioxide removal, is unproven and reliance on such technology is a major risk in the ability to limit warming to 1.5C. CDR is needed less in pathways with particularly strong emphasis on energy efficiency and low demand. The scale and type of CDR re redeployment varies widely across 1.5C pathways. I don't see how this contradicts anything that Kurzgesagt says. Well, if you don't see that, then I don't know. We're just, we're just not going to see that. So, no, no, no. You're misreading this. It says deployed at scale is unproven and reliance on such technology is major risk. They're not advocating against any investment in or research in or development of it. They're saying that you shouldn't rely on it uh, entirely yeah, at I, scale. I'm, I'm not advocating against. I'm not advocating against investment in these technologies either. If people want to invest in it, go for it. I'm just saying that in my in my reading of uh, of Kurtz's ad video, they're making it seem like uh, it's it's a it's a technology that, uh, given enough scale, would be able to maintain our uh, high standards of living. That is, big cars and eating meat, uh, and it just costs money. It so does that's that's, that's what they are saying. I, I right. So well, it does cost money. Well, like, but but this, this is this is like like your your takeaway from anything that I'm saying. Like this is how it works. But you know that's. It's it's a it's a non-response. You're not responding to to the critique. The critique is that Kurtzkes no. is presenting it as a as a viable solution that would be viable perhaps in the future or could be now. But yeah, science it could be viable. Is not supporting that claim. No, it could be viable in the future. Yes, so we should continue to research into it and spend money on it in order to test out the limits of the technology. You you can't right, know if, if it'll be Kurtzkes viable. Unless money is spent on it, there's there's no way we need to do the research. Right, but when Kurt Cezak goes and says that we can have our high, high standards of living because in principle we already have this technology, in principle, that's, that's a I dangerous really suggestion. feel like you're reading that in bad faith. I do the listen. Kurzgesagt has multiple videos on climate change. If Kurzgesagt sincerely believed that we actually just needed to screw it, let's just spend ten trillion a year doing carbon capture and that'll fix our problems. I feel like we would have heard more of it than from a facetious section in a video in which he amends the statement by clearly stating that it's a technology that needs more time and work. Um, I, I genuinely, I feel like you're like, you're assigning a ridiculously low level of faith to what Kurzgesagt was saying there. When all it seems like he was saying was, yeah, like we could keep our giant cars and our meat. All we have to do is spend a million, billion, trillion. And then later on, he's like, okay, well, these tech needs more work. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
where does he say that it needs more work? And at the end, in both videos, he he describes it as like um, as um, um, technology that needs more work. In the video we're talking about now, it said many low carbon technologies still need a lot of time and research, which means they are expensive. But more companies will continue to make more efficient carbon capture systems, tasty meat alternatives, better batteries, and so on. So even in this video, he's saying like, okay, well, tech will continue to work it out. Because right now, you know, our batteries do kind of suck for what we're talking about. And uh, we don't really have good meat alternatives, at least not that much, and they're pretty expensive. But given enough time and investment, we might be able to have them in better in a way that allows us to maintain some of our current standard of living without having to do this gigantic degrowth thing. Right. So uh, there is there is a spectrum of solutions between degrowth and uh, investing in solutions that might or might not work in the future. I, I think that advertising advertising these solutions and using them as as as, as evidence for um, some optimistic outlook into the future when uh, uh, the calculated scenarios don't support that that optimistic outlook is. But the IPCC, pretty... the IPCC did say that carbon capture technology should be a part of our um, of our future for climate change. Right, but if you if you actually if you actually read the report, uh, uh, is, or specifically these uh, carbon capture segments of the report, you will see that um, that's mostly due to the fact that um, uh, we are not doing enough. Uh, in all these other aspects, um, and we will we it's you know like they they are admitting that for all of the uh, scenarios that are calculating for 1.2 degree Celsius limitation, carbon capture will, will have to be involved. But they are also pointing out that, you know, we cannot afford to wait for that technology to mature. We really have to eliminate all emissions right now because the, the longer we wait and we are waiting, the, the uh, more we will have to rely on this technology. That's the danger here. But we're not, nobody's talking about relying on it to the detriment of anything else. But that's, that's kind of what, what's happening because um, uh, radical implementation of, of uh, solar and wind is not happening. And uh, we don't also have uh, infrastructural changes because people still want to drive their cars. But, is you know, Kur we are not investing into... Is Kurzgesagt into... advocating against investing in solar and wind? Vash, they don't have to be advocating against solar and wind. Bill Gates, sponsor of Kurzgesagt, they have investments in solar and, and wind. Yes, because they're Nobody's arguing they against investment solar. in everything, obviously. No, 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 stop, please. You're not listening to what I'm trying to say, okay? So I, I, I know how these things work. And I and I and I think that you're kind of treating what I'm saying as if you know, like uh, I wasn't able to form coherent uh, or logical uh, arguments. But you know, you, you you take like one thing that I'm saying and then uh, uh, you know argue against that when I'm not even following that that train of thought that you're arguing against. Kurtzizad does not have to be arguing against solar or wind. They don't have to be. They don't have to argue any absolutes. I just have a problem with them advertising. Uh, carbon capture to the level they are, because I, I I did not find enough reason to believe in the technology to that extent. And you know, I'm not saying that nobody should invest in the technology. I'm pointing out that it is a conflict of interest when you have a media company talking about it from 
the perspective of their own sponsors. And I think they should go out of their way to make sure that their sponsors, uh, that, that their sources and the researchers that are consulted with are not coming from their sponsors because then their, uh, their, their research is tainted by the interests of their sponsors. That's kind of like, but you would say, like they didn't this say is how it works, incorrect. but that's the problem. But they, they were correct. This is from the IPCC report. All pathways that limit global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius right. with limited or no overshoot project the use of carbon dioxide removal on the order of 100 to 1,000 gigatons of CO2 over the 21st yes, century. Yes, that's what I was saying. So I was saying so exactly the, that so in, the in IPCC our video, report in, our, in our talk. Is, so the IPCC report is saying we need um, carbon removal technologies, right. and in order to remove this much carbon from the atmosphere, we will need to invest and develop that technology. How is it irresponsible or incorrect for Kurzgesagt to then say, hey, this is a technology that we should look into? Because all he's doing there is aping because the IPCC recommendation. No, 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 no. There's, there's a different difference between recommendation and difference and a projection. So this, this is all, all of their projections with the limitation to 1.5 degrees. That's, that's also, I mentioned this, right? So, uh, uh, the, the, the thing is, is that uh, CDR is carbon dioxide removal. That's talking about all categories of uh, carbon dioxide removal. That includes biomass, carbon uh, capture and storage. It also includes uh, reforestation, afforestation, uh, uh, limiting deforestation. It's, it also includes soil, etc. It also and direct includes air direct air capture. Yes, it also includes direct air capture and Kurtzkazakt is mostly or almost exclusively exclusively talking about direct air capture. They're not really talking about reforestation. There's also kind of like the position of Bill Gates, not just himself, others as well, that um, uh, he does not believe in reforestation or, or using forests or trees to eliminate uh, carbon capture. Like there's a lot that can be said about this. No solution is going to be perfect. But Curtis Act is highlighting uh, direct air capture because that's the source of the most significant investment. Oh, maybe, I don't know if that's because they they are doing it, but coincidentally, that's the most that's the source of most significant investment of their sponsors. That's what I'm highlighting in my critique. Okay, and but, I don't go. But he didn't say in, anything wrong. The the wrong thing to say is to highlight car, car, uh, direct air capture uh, while omitting all the other. Uh, uh, carbon dioxide removal methods well, the video, because they don't the really video, mention any of those. That section on the video was talking about technology and technological solutions. Reforestation isn't really a developing technology. We've been doing that for millennium. We know how to do it. That video is that video is not talking about technologies alone. It is talking about solving the climate crisis uh, comprehensively. And they are not mentioning uh, reforestation uh, pretty much at all, and uh, uh, what? Hold on. Um, the the thing is, I, I actually wanted to go, go back to what the original point of our discussion is. Is this propaganda? The thing is, you're trying to prove you're you're, you're trying to like move the goalposts. Like, is is there is there anything wrong with investing? Is there anything wrong they're saying? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with investing. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're saying anything particularly wrong 
uh, or, or I'm, uh, I mean, I, I've said they are saying something wrong, uh, and, I, and I believe in those uh, assertions, but they don't have to say anything wrong or untruthful in order for, for their work to be propagandizing, well, right? Because I, propaganda, like a lot of people say, propaganda has to be wrong in order to be propaganda. It could be correct. It could be truthful. The thing is, is that according to many academic definitions, propaganda, propaganda oftentimes omits certain information. It's oftentimes looking at truthful information from a certain perspective. That's what makes it propaganda because it, it's influencing people to look at issues from a certain perspective. And that's, that's why I'm making the assertion that what Kurtzak is doing is propaganda. That's why I'm not going into depth and in-depth debates and literature, literature reviews into uh, why any of these solutions are uh, conclusively wrong or, or insufficient. Because in a lot of these solutions, there is just no consensus. So we cannot say either of the either way. And uh, I'm not making these assertions, uh, these conclusions about these technologies, whether they are sufficient or not. Um, I'm just saying that they, they, have, uh, they lack robust scientific backing. And Kurtzak is portraying itself as this unbiased, um, you know, easily digestible source of uh, scientific consensus. But this is not what they are doing, at least in these videos, because they are not drawing from the scientific consensus to make these uh, conclusions. They are highlighting uh, a particular uh, method of carbon capture that happens to correlate with uh, one of the primary investments of their sponsors. That's what I'm highlighting. It could be, it could very well be right. It could very well work, but it is propagate, propagandizing at the moment. I don't, my, my issue isn't whether or not it's propaganda, because I think that you and I both meet my standard of whether or not we produce propaganda, because we're intent on changing people's opinions. And we selectively cultivate inf information in order to do so. My information, my, my problem is at this point now, it's like, I think that it's bad that while discussing a subject for which there are literally thousands of avenues of, of potential redress, um, spanning the reach of basically every discipline we have, um, he highlighted a couple of them, and those ones which are which are correct overlap with the ones that there's an, an investment in from the person who funded the video. But if we if like if we're to take that, like it seems like by that standard it seems like almost any sponsored video would fall within this purview. Um, if he had talked about reforestation as well, there would have been a thousand other things he wouldn't have talked about. Like, there, there's always going to be a degree of preferential, uh, preferentialism here. The point of the video wasn't like, ignore reforestation or ignore this or ignore that. It was about like, these are technologies that could potentially um, address this in the future with time and work and effort. And also, hey, this is funded um, by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know, check out the link in the description. And I, I guess I just don't, I don't see why people in the responses to your video were like, I don't know if I'll ever trust them again. Like, we all know that people produce videos on varied subjects and cultivate the information based on their biases. There's no way to produce an unbiased, um, video on climate change. The IPCC report is 600 pages long. There's no way you could make a video that's like an impartial, un unbiased assessment of all of it. But then why the why the vitriol, right? Like why why the why the worry, the concern seems so disproportionate. 
Right. So there are a lot of things that you have said here. You're kind of like holding me accountable for the comments that people leave on my video. I'm not responsible for that. They I'm made not those leading uh, people into having these. Because of your video, though. Right. Your but video what, what, what made that happen? Right. Right. Okay. What I'm trying. Well, I can talk about you, uh, your community. Uh, you have uh, dishonestly and viciously portrayed me as a conspiracy theorist. People in your community have said things that are factually incorrect about me, such as that I am uh, anti-vaxxer. You told me that, uh, uh, I'm sorry, you, don't, you didn't tell me. You, you told your audience that I am against GMOs, that Bill Gates is right on this. Your whole portray portrayal of my, of my character was a caricature, right? And this is what you did. Right. You you said these these things specifically. So if people if you if you want to criticize uh, me for the comments that people leave on my video, like um, I, I just think that's dishonest. I just want to focus on what I'm actually saying. So, you know, like uh, you you divert from the uh, from the points that I'm making to argue against against something that I'm not. And that's my problem with with your response here. I'm strictly focusing. I have very, a very narrow focus on on on, on a specific things that I have problems with that Kurtz's act is doing. You could argue that both you and I are engaging in propaganda. Wait, and hold Kurtz's on. No, 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 wait, wait. So, propaganda. So I just no, I want to finish this point. Okay, sure, go on. And this, no, but like Kurtz's act is being funded by billionaires, and their propaganda is being propped up, which is what I'm saying in my video. It's being amplified with this money. But our propaganda, if you want to call it that, is not, right? I don't know about you, but mine isn't, right? I'm being propped by, by viewer funds, uh, which is Patreon and YouTube ad revenue, which is pretty abysmal. And uh, that's pretty much all. Like my videos don't pay for themselves. Uh, I, I only, I basically rely on, on Patreon. And that's, that doesn't mean that I'm without bias. That doesn't mean that, um, uh, it, you know, viewer funds do not incentivize me uh, for or against certain positions because that could very well be true. Nobody's free from bias. I agree with that. But my problem is that while we are all, pro probably, probably all YouTubers are engaging in some form of propaganda, but one piece of propaganda is being propped up by significant billionaire funding while others is not. Yes, I am okay with the knowledge that when people get sponsorship deals, they're probably getting it to talk about subjects relevant to the sponsor's interest. Um, what I'm mostly concerned about is like, are they still putting forward a good message? Because that's the case with like everything, like everything that gets sponsorship deals or gets massive funding is going to like, and, and, and it, it research additionally, peer review doesn't save research from that. And by the way, I think the reason my community might've been curious about your position on GMOs is because you seem to cast dispersions on Bill Gates' belief that pesticides and ge genetically modified foods are the best way to address world hunger, which they are. Um, like genetically modified um, farming and pesticides have exploded the total crop product of the world um, and has done more right. to undo global hunger. There is, than literally there is no anything. argument. There is no argument. There's no argument here. My video is not making this argument. You made it, you made it up. My video is not even touching that. You, no, no, you direct, saying, no, you directly said against it. You said that... Um, no, I, no, the, no, no, stop. I know what I said. I know what I said. I, I'm going to repeat that here, okay? So, because you misrepresented what, I'm, what I was saying uh, quite grossly. So, uh, the, the segment that you skipped was about how Kurtz's act uh, make 
makes videos on sponsor-related issues such as the GMO, such as organic foods, etc. And these are not sponsored by uh, Bill Gates or people who are invested in it because these videos were actually sponsored by Brilliant or their merch store or something else. So not related to their sponsors. But I wanted to show that it's not just for the videos that are sponsored, it's for other videos that are also related to the topics of uh, their sponsors' financial interests. And in the Bill so wait, Gates financial interests- if they weren't even sponsored by Bill Gates in that video, then what's the accusation? They said something right and they weren't even paid to do it? The accusation here is that they are still continuing to rely on the sources that are funded by their sponsors and they're still continuing to highlighting their interests. Because, because my video sponsors fund research our... groups that lead in those subjects. Like we're, the, the amount of money that's on the table here means that oftentimes the billionaires mm. that are funding these videos are the same billionaires that have grants that fund the research teams that have the work in these fields that you would rely on. That's how science works. All science no. is conducted either this through is public not how or it private works. funding. No, it is. No, Private is funding not... represents a huge amount of scientific research. How no. do you think people get access to no, that data? Stop. No, no. We are talking about separate things. Private funding of scientific research is a different thing than funding of media content. Okay? So So you, you promote the private research is... and then you promote the no, public we... the, the, the public discussion of that research. Why would you not do that? If I was a billionaire, I would be doing that. If I was a media company, if I was a creator, which I am, I would not be taking sponsorship money from people who uh, from, from uh, people who are invested in the topics that I'm supposed to be critically covering. So, for example, I'm not taking money from VPN companies. I'm not taking I'm not taking money from anyone because no you would sponsors, have to would lie. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, hold on. Because in those cases, you would have to lie in order to do what the VPN company wanted. No, but in this case, I would not have to lie. I would have to. I, I could. I could easily say truthful things about VPNs, and I could. I could uh, convince people with facts why they should be using VPNs. Because there are good arguments to use a VPN. I'm not arguing against using a VPN. I'm uh, the the. You know, the, the debate is is a much uh, more nuanced. It depend. It depends on what you want want to achieve. But that's the problem. Like, if people are taking money from the very entities that they are supposed to be critically covering they are submitting themselves to the, to the bias of the for-profit incentive. This is, this is essentially what I'm arguing against. You don't seem to have a problem with that. You say this is how it works. I say, yes, this is how it works, and it is a problem. This, we should not be accepting okay. this. So if, because... so if you're a YouTuber who makes like subject videos on genetics, and you want to talk about all the... And you, you're like pro-GMO, like a sensible person, and you want to talk about the good GMOs have done, and they, you make a lot of popular videos on GMOs, and then like another video comes out, and it turns out that uh, video is identical in its type of content, it's correct, but that one was funded by a company that does like GMO stuff, like some research advocacy group that wanted to do some like, uh, some PR work for themselves, and the content of the video was completely factually correct, and they disclosed the fact that they received the money, you think that would be immoral? Again, I'm not making moral uh, prescriptions here. I, I don't care what's moral or not. What I'm saying is that it would be uh, it'll be unfair for them to do it uh, because it would incentivize that positive or or you know it could be correct. It does not it does not need to be correct. You know, you linger on this point that it would it would have to be incorrect. It does not have how, to be incorrect. How do you think it's media that, gets produced? We need money to do it. 
On YouTube, maybe we don't need it, because on YouTube we usually have low production standards, though not Kurzgesagt, because they make animated videos. But when it comes to, like, proper research groups, documentaries, TV shows that cover specific, like, historical or sociological issues, almost every large piece of media requires funding of some kind, and that funding oftentimes comes from groups that have a shared interest. If the shared interest means that you get to have a nice piece of media that discusses, truthfully, something that's interesting and informative, and they disclose the financial association, if we reject that relationship, what we're essentially saying is like, we can't have any kind of like financially supported lefty media because any financial support would come with it some kind of precondition or some kind of like implied association. But we're dooming ourselves to irrelevance if that's the case. We'll always be making YouTube videos. We will never rise to the level of like broader systemic critique with, with something that gets viewed by a ton of people with real potential for change because we're allergic to accepting money for the work we do even when it's mutually beneficial right um so the if, if you want to if you want to just play this game on, on the long enough timeline the the people who are going to win this game are, are the people with the most amount of money and that uh group of people a group of people is um getting small smaller and smaller and more powerful day by day and this is not a conspiracy theory this is this is not I, i'm not suggesting anything cons conspiratorial this is just in the pure interest of, you know, uh, for-profit corporations and their owners, et cetera. And uh, uh, there are all kinds of funding. Uh, Kurt says that uh, until recently was receiving funding from the German state through PBS. That funding is pretty neutral because it's not coming from the government itself. I mean, you know, like the parliament or whatever they have there. It's actually uh, just just coming from the taxpayers' money. Like m people in Germany are paying a certain amount of money every month or every year, and portion of that goes to the Kurtzizat German channel. That's a pretty ethical uh, source of funding. Another eth ethical source of funding is something like merch, which Kurtzizat also has. They also have commission work, that's pretty ethical. They also have uh, Patreon, which is obviously, uh, in my opinion, ethical. Uh, although that also has problems, you know, like uh, you can have, look at someone like Tim Pool, who's also audience funded. Uh, I don't know to what extent, have never done research into him. But, you know, that audience funding is really propping up some pretty um, biased views, right? So, so shouldn't conservative we, views. Shouldn't we evaluate then the views themselves rather than the source of funding? If you agree that crowdfunding the, the, can be good or bad depending on what it's funding, then shouldn't billionaire funding also be good or bad depending on what it's funding? I want more billionaires to fund no. lefty causes. I would love that. I, I would happily take that money because you accept that compromise anytime you're associated with any paycheck, right? If, if, a, if a lefty goes on like a show like um, John Oliver um, uh, or, or Hassan Minaj, right? They're accepting paychecks from companies that have a ton of guidelines and regulations and what kind of stuff they can put out there. All of a sudden, a bunch of limitations are placed on what they can say, what they can write. Um, they, they, they aren't as free as they were as like independent agents. A YouTuber can say basically anything that won't get them knocked off YouTube. But somebody on a, on a syndicated TV program, they have to be pretty careful in a lot of ways. They can't even swear. But we accept that limitation, even though it is literally a like financial transaction which compromises the ability for them to be like fully honest and, and forthcoming in what they say because this is like like we need to it's a necessary limit and i think kurzgesagt does a decent job with that i don't agree with everything kurzgesagt has said again but 
Um, I think for the most part, they do a good job of maintaining a high standard of trustworthiness um, and, you know, disclosure, considering where their money comes from. To, to a certain degree, this is very much true. If you are uh, not open to the to the funding opportunities, you are kind of shooting yourself in, in in both of your feet and your dick, and that's not good. That's kind of what I'm doing every day. And uh, the issue is that you know uh, I could not find um, a way to, for example, have a sponsor that is related to to the to the topics of privacy or security. In a way that would eliminate the bias from what I'm what, what I want to say, because you know these things are extremely fluid. Like one things get recommended one time and recommended against the other time because you know breaches whatever. Um, so I decided against it, and what this means is that my videos are not paying for themselves. You know it takes me like let's say two weeks, month, one month for the curses that video. It took me three and a half to four months to make it. And the videos are not paying for themselves. The, the amount of work I put into it, you know, it's nobody would be able to do this. The way I am able to do this is not sustainable. I admit that, you know, I, I have pretty much no life. I, you know, uh, I just, I, I don't own anything because I cannot afford any, I don't I can't even afford a car. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a lifestyle that most uh, people would not elect to, to uh, live. And that's that's fine, right? That's okay. And I I have a problem with content that is sponsored. I have a deep problem with that. A lot of the con, a lot of the actually a lot of the sources that I that I used in my in my video are also funded to an extent by some other billionaires. Like for example, there's a good article from the Nation. That article is heavily against uh, the the influence of the Bill Gates Foundation and exposing some tax schemes, uh, tax dodging schemes, allegedly. Right, and that video that that the nation was actually funded by some other billionaire. I don't know their name right now. Right, so um, to an extent, it is it is it is a major problem, and I think that just opening up the gates to all kinds of funding is not a solution. I think there there should be some uh, integrity, and also I think uh, turning everything into uh, Propaganda and advertising and PR and marketing is also another solution because that's that's kind of like what the what the TV uh, is right now. That's what it has turned into. It's everything is just it's just it's just an ad. Even if you turn on the nightly news, it's it's just an advertisement for um, you know there, it could be truthful, etc. But you know it's it's heavily influenced by the kind by the kind of sponsors they have. So. By the very least, the disclosures should be upfront rather than uh, at the at the end of the video. Uh, by the very least, they should. You could take sponsors, but you should try to eliminate the uh, connections of your sources to those sponsors. Um, that should be happening. That that's not that hard to do, by the way. You know, it's not hard for uh, some uh, a company of sixty people like Kurtzizak to go out of the way to uh, not rely on their uh, sponsor funded sources as much as they do. I think you should um, sell out. I think that's your problem. You make well-produced no, videos no, that have a lot of thought put into them, and you're, you're, you're saying, what, this is unsustainable? Fuck it. You should sell out. Do whatever you can. Make any right, money you can. No, 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 no. This is my fucking problem with leftists. I am correct in assuming you're one, I, I think, at this point. Um, you're, you're all so stuck up about your principles. Um, we're all going to die anyway, all right? 
um, you know, it, we, we, can, we can be a, a disorganized collection of um, ineffective, entirely principled political auteurs um, or, you know, one person, one single person can get like a television deal and be more politically effective than all of us put together. Um, no, I think that the deck is massively stacked against us. And anytime I see a position that is not rancid being backed by billionaire money, I'm in favor of it. I don't even care. Uh, it, it, Soros funding for, um, for, for, for some guy talking about walkable infrastructure. Fuck yeah, do it. Absolutely. Pour billions into it. I don't fucking care. Soros, put, I don't care. Put Soros funding towards paper straws. I don't even use them. Fuck it. Why not? Um, all I care about is like where the money is and what broadly it's contributing to. Kurzgesagt doesn't hit every nail on the head. Plenty of stuff they've said I disagree with. I do understand that ultimately progressive liberalism is the farthest they can ever take us. But at the moment, our society is a far cry from progressive liberalism. So the idea that they're getting a lot of money to promote, like, you know, uh, sure, is it like a billionaire interest? Sure, but it's a billionaire interest involving uh, uh, climate change, which, you know, half the country doesn't even believe in. I'm, I, I guess... I don't think there's anything wrong with the degree of skepticism you apply, though I, I, do, I do still feel like sometimes that you, you, you interpret the stuff they say in, in a fashion that I don't think is, is warranted by the text. Um, but oh, like generally, I'm, I'm really appreciative of a critical attitude towards funding, disclosure sources, stuff like that. Um, I'm glad that we got to talk uh, about it because I was interested in your perspective. But at the end of the day, you know, talking about biases, I am heavily swayed by the idea that, you know, there's no corpse is more principled than the other in the death camp, right? I mean, if, if you can get money promoting a good cause or hell, even a middling cause, I, I say go for it. You should sell out. Uh, you should, you should, uh, I don't know, tattoo Adidas on your forehead, uh, do face cam videos. What, 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 are the, what are the big advertisements these days? Raid Shadow Legends. Do you play Raid? No, you should. And then you should talk about it for money. Um, because that way it'd be a little bit easier to make videos. And I think that you make, you know, um, you put a lot of thought. into. Right. That. So I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not against all sponsorship. I'm against sponsorship that is uh, tied to the, uh, content of the, of the videos. So I, I could probably take sponsorship from like a clothing company or, um, I don't know, you know, something that's that's not going to be um, impacting your privacy or security in any way. Um, but then I would I would think, well, what if I wanted to make a critical video about the company one day, right? And how could people trust me uh, that if I'm not making a video about a critical piece about the company that it's because uh, it's not because of the funding, but it's because I haven't found anything into it. Do you have or an issue with Tom how can Scott? I prove to myself? I, I don't know too much about him. Well, he, he's the, hello, like, here I am at this, like, local attraction or at this, like, power plant, and I'm going to show you something interesting. He doesn't get money directly from the places that he visits, um, but he does provide them advertising, he does provide them PR, and he does make money from the ad revenue of the video. Uh, so there is a financial incentive for him to positively represent them, because if he negatively represented them uh, and consistently did this, he wouldn't be given the opportunity to... Uh, to um to check out all these venues same with vsauce vsauce did that show uh mind break mind freak mind something where everyone was like yeah. Uh, yeah, an interesting video that involved some kind of technology or practice or study or mind feel that was it um 
there is a financial interest there, uh, whether money exchange hands behind the scenes for like the rights to use the, uh, the film or the location. I don't really know, but it seems like, I don't know, a lot of interesting stuff comes out of producing like well-intended good faith content, uh, on a subject when there is a direct financial relationship between yourself and the proprietors of that subject. Right. But that, um, that does not eliminate the, the negatives of, of overamplified influence because my 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 critique is that ideas the way they are disseminated it, it's not being judged based on the merits of the arguments as i think you, you and i sh would agree I, I don't know maybe but you, you you said that we should judge arguments based on their own merit and i agree you know source of uh, funding has no um value on the validity of the arguments being said that's true but the problem is that the Arguments that are being funded by big money are being amplified a lot more than those that aren't. So we don't have uh, a mechanism in our society that would uh, objectively, without bias, uh, filter these uh, arguments based on their merit. And we we don't have just like like one to one. Like okay, you can have a a, a solution that has been heavily invested into by billionaires or whoever, and that solution is being propped up, but other solutions that are equally important are not being as propped up. That's that's what seems to be happening. I, I don't know if this is an avoidable problem. I guess all I really hope for is good, accurate, politically useful information and proper disclosure. Um, I think it's good for more with like systemic critique, but critiquing the fact that money dictates our media doesn't change the fact that if we want to dictate media, we will also need that money, right? Like, you, like I could sit here and go like, you know, ah, well, the influence of billionaires directly dictate, you know, manufacture consent, this, that, the other. But like, it's not like I don't want to do the same thing. That's the way the system works. Like pointing out that the system is inequitable doesn't change the fact that it exists. You would say, yes, you know, far right billionaires like the Koch brothers or whatever control the media. Uh, I wish I controlled the media with my set of pet billionaires. Because um, at the moment, that's really the only way the media can exist. It can't, it's not really a, a, a viable avenue for a perfectly neutral, unbiased, decentralized media. Right now, at least, you know, God willing, one day. Anyway, I um, this has been going on for two hours, which is quite a bit longer than I expected. I actually did really enjoy talking to you, by the way. There's absolutely no bad blood on my end. Um, we have def wildly different standards when it comes to our levels of um, acceptable, like, 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 I guess, acceptable sort of corporate capture when it comes to media dissemination. But especially in the past 20 minutes talking to you, I think you're actually consistent with it. Like, I don't think it's a Kurzgesagt thing. I mean, I, like, I, I think... Um, and that, that was one of the reasons my community reacted the way they did in that video. Like, you probably saw a lot of uncharitable comments. Usually the kinds of people who make, like, claims about Bill Gates' control over media are far-right people. Um, they don't have an issue with broad corporate control of the media. They have an issue with him because they associate him with vaccines and, like, liberal philanthropy. Um, you didn't give me that vibe in the video, but I think now it's extremely clear that you have, like, a broad principled opposition to all of this. So, no, I appreciate it. I apologize for any uh, ill feelings uh, up to this point. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, thank you very much for uh, having me and uh, for discussing this with me. I'm just really hoping that this will contribute to the overall conversation. And I think we should be having this conversation. People like that are trying to shut it down. I, I don't think this is helpful. Like all the people, all, all these people that are trying to portray uh, someone they disagree with as intellectually inferior or someone crazy or emotionally unstable, as I'm seeing in the comments. And I, I, I feel like to an extent, yeah, but that's that's very that's very unhealthy, and it's uh, you know. Well, to be uh, fair, I, I, we do I, I, we do argue with a lot of neo Nazis here. It's a I very love... captured environment, this place. Right. Okay. Well, I'm not a neo Nazi, and uh, I, I I don't know. Like, uh, I don't think I've done anything that would you know deserve that treatment, that harsh treatment. And also, I think you engage in that because like you 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 kind of like portrayed me as this consp uh, conspiratorial person. And um, I just, you know, this is, this is like such an easy and lazy way to shut down opposition. And I'm just, I'm just literally just trying to make this conversation happen. That's why I made the video. I, I wanted people to see, well, these are, these are the conflicts. These are reasons why I think it's a problem. Like Hank Green, I, I think, you know, know that person on, on, on Twitter, he tweeted that I'm a, I made a manipulative hit piece. Like that's that's not helping anyone. It's just trying to shut down any sort of criticism that people are not comfortable with. And you don't. Nobody has to agree with what I'm saying. I'm just. I just want people to understand my position. And it's. I, I see it a lot. A lot of the times that people are not even trying to understand the the position. So a, a lot of people do understand it, and I appreciate that. But then people who disagree with that position are trying to strom in it and that's not good well look let me let me put it this way okay the fact that you reached out to me with an interest in talking elevates you above almost any other person whose videos i've criticized uh throughout the entirety of my channel um there is a lot of uncharitability online uh you know broadly addressed because uh, the internet is shit and it is full of retards and a lot of them are nazis um but i don't often get to have like a proper conversation even if I disagree, I don't think there's an objective basis by which I could critique your level of skepticism um, outside of my own, even though like broadly politically, I think we all need to be sellouts to some extent, if it doesn't compromise our values, especially. Um, and what's more, I do think it's sort of objectively morally good to force channels like Kurzgesagt to constantly apologize for their association with billionaires. Even if I don't have a problem with it, I do like seeing them have to make like big master thread reddit posts where they explain everything because i would rather the scrutiny exist and force them into that behavior than otherwise right yeah um well i appreciate that uh you gave me this chance and uh it was pretty rocky <laughs> the, the conversation between us uh it's uh yeah I, i'm not on twitter at all like uh, I, i'm there like like just you know so that nobody takes like my account i have like an official account but that's that's it i don't spend any time there so it was pretty I understand it was pretty difficult for you to communicate with me. Um, uh, if you want to go over that that response, we can. If you're showing it to people. I have my own response to that as well. No, I read it's them not both. Don't worry. Nearly as... Okay. While we were talking, um, I read them both. I, okay. I, I think what it boils down to between us is that you seem to be okay with things that I'm not, right? And I'm okay with that. You know, we can have different positions on this, this different perspectives, but you know. Um, trying to portray one perspective as just, um, you know, 
it's a conspiracy theory like that's that's not helpful at all because there is nothing conspir conspiratorial in my in my video at all that's 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 my final statement <laughs> all right well uh like i said uh all together you know you say it's been a rocky conversation but um you know you, and you're not familiar with my content but this is um this is about as good as it gets here actually i have to say you know we had marion williamson the former u.s presidential candidate on um yesterday yeah. And that was, I think, one tier of civility above this one, and everything else I've ever done is significantly farther below. Uh, it's just all shit flinging, um, but uh, uh, you know, sometimes it's productive. I really do appreciate you coming on. I uh, I'm sorry for skipping around in the video as much as I did. I think that was an objective L on my part. Uh, I encourage you to sell out to Raid Shadow Legends. Uh, get that car. Get three. I don't know if you're American, but you should be living the American dream, and by that I mean carbon emissions. Um, sometimes I just like to, you know, uh, empty like little canisters of gasoline on my tarmac and light those on fire for fun. Um, <laughs> and we should all get to do that. Thank you for coming on really. Yeah. Thank you for ha having me again. And, uh, yeah, have a good day, sir. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay. There's still some stuff in the so so the 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 video the original video was definitely conspiratorial in tone. Um, I think I think I would have some broad disagreements. I think it, it comes down to charitability, right? Where I'm I'm more willing to be charitable to Kurzgesagt because of shared political biases or maybe a lower standard on my part, and then he would not be. But that's not really like an objective thing. Um, no, I enjoyed that convo. I'm glad we had it. Yeah. I thought that was nice. I do recommend you watch Adam Something's video. Keep in mind, guys, just before I get straw manned, I just want to say I am not at saying that carbon capture technology is like going to be a dub for sure or that it's guaranteed to work. Or blah, 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 blah. I do not. I do not claim that. Um, I, was just, I was just saying it's no. So it's the the problem is, is that like no matter what, getting obtaining any kind of power eventually will involve um, like cucking yourself out to an extent. We're talking about like the cuck limiter. You know what I mean? So theoretically, like the most free person, the person who is capable of saying the most with no limitations whatsoever would be like a guy in a forest with no one around. And the more, the more you layer on top of that, the more limiters there are. So a person who's in a crowd can't say the things that they can say in public. A person on stage, or sorry, that they uh, when they're alone, a person who's on stage can't say all the things they might be able to say casually in a crowd. A person who's on YouTube has to adhere to YouTube terms of service. Uh, now, I do that because I'm a very good boy, but if I had different opinions on, say, the vaccine, then some of my content could get me axed from the platform. Thankfully, I don't, and thankfully, you'd have to have some really stupid opinions on the vaccine for that to be an option, but... um. It's, um, it's, uh, 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 you know, it's nonetheless a limitation. Joe Rogan had an independent platform for a long time, you know, where he basically just had to adhere to YouTube TOS. And, uh, then he got bought out by Spotify and now he has to adhere to like some different stuff. And the basic idea is like the more influence you have, the more likely you are to be like tied through, like there are threads that will bind you to different interests. And I think that's objectively correct. Um, chat was insanely vitriolic to him the whole time. I actually agree. I think you guys were way too vitriolic. That guy was 
100% talking to me sincerely and in good faith. Um, you may not agree with everything that he said, and you might think that he was wrong or even that he contradicted himself, but I did not detect any bad faith there. There was, there was no like, uh, 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 deliberate or, or negligent negativity from him. Uh, but you guys were really tearing into him, which, which I thought was pretty unwarranted. I do think it'd be good to talk about, to chat about how they react during your debates. See, the, I, from, for me, the big, like, metric for being mean, you guys did this too, the other day with, um, with P.F. Young, uh, with Paul. Uh, I am mean to people when they act in bad faith, not when they're wrong. I thought that Paul was wrong the whole time that I talked to him. Uh, I thought a lot of the stuff he said was pretty dumb. But I also think he was acting sincerely the whole time, which meant, which is the reason why I didn't yell at him at any point. Um, and I would like it if you guys would adhere to that standard too, you know? I thought Paul was hiding his power. No, I don't think so at all. Nope. The way, the, I, I learned, I knew that Paul wasn't hiding any power level at one specific moment, which is when I said, um, that I thought like conservatives, fascists, KK, whatever. And he was like, so you're saying that I could tell my conservative family, you think they're like the KKK. And I said, well, yeah, there's like a synchronicity there. There's like an ideological through line. And he was like visibly dumbfounded by the idea. You really think when he said that it indicated a degree of emotional investment that cannot exist for a person who's acting in bad faith. A person who's existing and who's acting in bad faith can only get upset if they get flustered, getting flustered like they trip over their lines or they don't have a good retort that can trip up a, um, that can upset a person acting in bad faith. But he got upset at the idea of me saying that about his family. And that, that um, ability to care cannot coexist with bad faith. It's, 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 it's anathema to it. You, you need to be invested to feel that way.